Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey traders, Akil Stokes here and welcome to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. I hope you guys had a very enjoyable weekend. Mine was spent mostly on the road, which is, well, it's really normal this time of the year. And by this time of the year, I mean from August until May. Um, but it wasn't that bad. I'll tell you what, uh, on these road trips, I get to do uh, a lot of catch up, whether it's catching up on sleep, catching up on Netflix, Ozark season two was amazing as expected, or catching up just on the business side of things, uh, writing articles, uh, thinking of podcast ideas, or even just reading. I actually just cracked open the book by Steve Burns, uh, Rich Trader, New Trader 2, and I'm finding it to be amazing. It's a very easy read, um, and it's, it's got so many gems in there. But for you guys that are new, the reason I'm on the road so much is because I am also a track and field coach, and um, this week was our regional championship for cross country. And what that meant was we had to hop on a bus, take a five-hour trip to run for about 20 to 30 minutes, and then hop on a bus and take a five-hour trip back. And I know that seems like a waste, but it's actually very similar to what we do in trading, right? Most of the time spent trading is on preparation, is on going through charts, performing analysis, working through that if-then syntax, thinking about if the market were to do this, then this is how I would attack it, only to realize that the market didn't actually follow through on the prediction, and now you have to reset and do your next analysis in order to try and take advantage of the next opportunity. And if you spend any time trading on, on, on a, in a serious type of way, you'll see that most of the predictions, most of the, most of the analysis that you do is for not, but every once in a while, the trade or uh, the market, I should say, gives you an opportunity that meets up with your analysis and you're prepared to take advantage of it. And that is when your good trades come. But that's a topic for another story, another podcast. What I want to talk about today was some of the misconceptions of trading. And it came from a, a pretty lengthy exchange that I had on the internet this weekend. Friday morning, I released a new trading video. I premiered it on YouTube. It was amazing. We had about 100 people come out to view it live. And I've gotten comment after comment after comment come through saying how much they loved the video. So I appreciate that from you guys, first and foremost. And there was one commenter, commenter, right, that, um, that really kind of, 
asked uh, an initial question and it, it turned into about a 45 uh, <laughs> a, a, a 45 response reply response I don't know how you want to say it, it, it there were 45 replies to it right and typically I don't get into back and forths like this with traders um, especially when I feel like it's a waste of my time but as I just mentioned, I spent five hours on the road, so I had nothing better to do than entertain myself. And what I want to do today is talk a little bit about what this trader was talking about. Now, first and foremost, I don't want to, I'm not throwing this trader under the bus. I'm not saying that this trader is wrong. I'm not saying that this trader is an idiot. I'm not saying for you guys to go out there and start giving him hell. No, that's not what I want you guys to do. But I do think it's an opportunity to discuss some really good points about trading and mainly talk about some of the misconceptions that are out there and the issues the, the the problems that you can get into when you're when you're you're kind of you're, you're not open to new things and the initial question was this he said akil theoretically a person should start making money right away after taking your course correct and my response was well not really right it, it's it's a process we always talk about a process you 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 can't just sign up for our, our training courses, our educational services here at Tier 1 Trading and think that you're just going to boom, that's it. I sign up and then because I, I signed up and I went through it, I'm automatically going to be successful. No, it takes a massive amount of work and effort. It takes learning the right way. It takes going through the multiple courses in the right order, in the right way and doing the right actions while going through them just to have a very slim margin at being successful. And even after you go through the courses, right, that's just kind of the, the, the first step, right? You need to go through the courses and then you need to go through the strategy development or the back testing, the paper trading, the demo trading. And then even after you've done everything the right way, even after you've learned the material, you've kind of fit the material to make it your own, you've back tested it, you've demo traded it, you still have to go through that period of trading where, well, you're trading live money. And we all know that live money is a slightly different story than demo money. There's a lot of psychological elements that don't come up when the money is fake that do arrive when the money is real. And you kind of have to work through that, that process of finding out, um, really finding out if you are billed or finding out how to deal with those psychological elements. And that's one of the reasons we set up a support system, whether it's the live trading room, whether it's the community chat, to kind of give you that positive pressure when you're at that moment in your trading. Um, and typically what we see, and we see this across the board, not just with us, but it takes about you know really a year to a year and a half for traders to really find their stride, find their rhythm, start kind of figuring things out, go through that period where they mess up and, and start to recover. And typically by again, 18 months or about year two, um, if done the right way, and obviously everyone learns at a different rate, but in, in general, that's where you see traders start to really find success. And that's not just with us here at Tier 1 Trading. You see that at many prop firms as well. We actually talked to Mike Bellafiore the other day, and he said the same thing. He said, you know what, you know, even traders that come to my desk on my trading firm, you know, typically about 18 months, 18 months to three years is what we tend to notice when they, they really start finding themselves and finding that rhythm and, and they start trading in the zone. Um, so that was my response to this trader. And uh, the res he responded, he says, but, 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 but you supposedly have already done the back testing, <laughs> laugh out loud. If a person has to start from scratch, why would they pay you? It sounds like you take a person's faulty trading system and then you somehow make it profitable, which could take a, sub a substantial amount of time. 
versus just showing a person a definitive trading strategy that works. If the ideal trading time is the London Open, and we'll actually touch on that topic a little bit. So let's let's focus on the first one here, right? Supposedly, Akil, if you have already done the back testing, right? You personally have done the back testing. Ha ha ha, laugh out loud. If a person joining your program, right, were to start from scratch and pay you, it sounds like you take the person's faulty trading system and then you somehow make it profitable, which can take lots of time versus just showing the person the definitive trading strategy that works. And this is one of the major problems that we see in trading. One of the major problems that we have in society is people just want the answer right? People just want to answer. Nobody wants to do the work. They just want the answer. Hey, no kill. You know what? I don't want to learn how to trade. I don't want to do any work. I don't want to grind. I don't want to do the back testing. Just give me something that makes me money right away so I can make lots of money and not do anything. And let's just put things into perspective, right? If that were true, do you think we would have a 90 plus percent fail rate in trading? If it was that simple as like, hey, there's this one magic system. Let's just teach it to everyone and everyone do it. No, right? It's amazing, right? And people never think about that side of the things. If it were that simple, where it would be like, hey, take this one strategy that works. We can all agree there are there are hundreds and hundreds and really thousands of trading strategies that work. If it were as simple as saying, hey, take this one strategy, just do it and you'll make lots of money, wouldn't we see a lot more successful traders out there? Would the failure rate not be 90 plus percent? Right? So right then and there, we've got to take a second and, and think about the reality, and it's just not true. Now, one thing that we do in our, our trading program is we try to teach a trader how to trade, not what to trade, because teaching you what to trade really doesn't do anything for you. Yes, it gives you a system, but without the psychological elements of it, really the, the foundational skills, um, not just on the, the technical side, but psychologically as well, you're destined to fail, right? And the reason for that, the reason for backtesting, the reason why a trader needs to do their own backtesting is because they need to form a belief, right? We all know about the belief action result cycle, right? You, you form belief. The more belief you have in yourself, the more likely you are to take the right actions. The more likely you are to take the right actions, the more likely you are to see the right results. The more you see the right results, the more belief you have. So it all starts with belief and that, that kind of gets the, the snowball running downhill. However, if I were to just tell you that, hey, trade this system, here are the numbers, the numbers say it's positive, have at it, right? Here's what would typically happen. A trader would start trading it, right? It would work for a little bit, but then the sneaky little thing called a drawdown, which happens to every trader in every market on any system would eventually come. And for you guys that are unfamiliar with a drawdown, a drawdown is a period where basically your trading stinks. You're doing all the right things, but the, the market just isn't in tune with what you're doing and um, you, you take a stretch of losses. Now, I'm sure that the response of this trader is listening to is the response would be, well, Kiel, how come you just don't ever lose? Just if you're that good, you would just never lose. And that's just complete BS. We'll keep this clean. That's just complete BS, right? You know, it's just, it just doesn't work that way. Um, but... Going back to the drawdown, what happens during the drawdown is it's very tough psychologically because it seems like you can't get right. It seems like you can't get out of it. It seems like you're stuck in quicksand. You're just sinking and this is the end. And during that time, you start to question yourself. You start to say, okay, do I stink? Am I good? Do I really have this? Was I lucky? Right? All these psychological battles that go through our mind when we lose confidence. And what happens is when you don't 
do the back testing yourself. When you haven't been through that period of actually testing your strategy, making sure it works, going through the ups and the downs over years and years and years, hundreds and hundreds of trades of historical data, you don't really have any confidence in what you do. You start to, you lack it because instead of doing that work yourself, you were just given the answer. And you don't really have a skill of your own. And what typically happens is traders, they, they either start making emotional mistakes, um, you know, entering trades too early, missing out on trades due to fear, taking stops uh, too early, moving stops back, taking stops too late, taking targets early, all the stuff that you normally hear. They start making those mistakes and eventually lose confidence in their system. And they say, you know what? The system just messed up. This Akil Stokes guy who gave me this system and gave me his results, he must be lying to me, right? And then you ditch the system. And then you go to another system and inevitably you face the same thing and you slowly bleed your account out dry. So there's really no point, unless you're trading a fully automated system, in my opinion, there's no point of doing mechanical backtesting. There's no point in really taking backtesting from someone else, right, for those reasons. Another reason is not all traders trade the same. Something else that works with the belief, something else that helps avoid these psychological mistakes. And if you get the theme of, of trading so far, it's avoid psychological mistakes. Put yourself in a position where you don't mess up, right? So one of the things that we do when we teach is we teach tra traders a general skill of how to trade. We do teach specific strategies within that, but we teach traders a general skill of how to trade. That way they can either take the specific strategies that we, that we teach and kind of make it their own, Right? If they're more conservative, take a more conservative approach to entry. They're more aggressive, take a more aggressive approach to entry, blah, blah, blah. Or they can start to develop their own strategy. And when you do that, what you're doing is you're fitting your trading style to you. You're building something that fits the way you are. And I think we can all agree as, as humans, as individuals, we are, we are all slightly different. And when you fit something to your skill set, you're going to be a lot better at doing it, right? Think about like a, a running quarterback in the NFL, right? When we first started seeing like the, 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 the really athletic running quarterbacks, right? A lot of coaches didn't know what to do with them. So they would just kind of like, hey, we're going to make you, we're going to fit this, this new kind of hybrid quarterback into the mold of your typical pocket passer. And it just didn't work because the skill set didn't match up with the game plan. And as things evolve, right, in order to maximize these running quarterbacks, what you do is you fit the system around them. You allow them to scramble a little bit. You allow them to run a little bit. And you do that for a good coach does that to any position on the field, right? A good coach, and we'll take American football, for example, a good coach doesn't come in and try to fit their players to the system, they fit their system around the players in order to maximize their results and trading is the same way, right? The basic foundational elements are the, are the same in trading. The markets only do about four things, right? They only do about four things. The key is, right, fitting those four things and how you want to approach those four things around your typical style. And that was my response to the trader. Now, the second part of his question was, if the ideal trading time is the London Open, why would you tell a person to play the U.S. Open just because um, that's the only time that they can trade? Just be honest. And I had a couple responses. So I'm, I'm, again, 45 responses. I'm kind of cutting through here. But his next response after that was, the hard truth is, because I, I said something like, hey, Forex is 24 hours. The luxury of having a 24-hour market is that you can trade it whenever you want. You can fit it around your lifestyle. Many of the traders I work with are have full-time jobs, and they're trying to transition uh, or use Forex trading as a supplemental income or transition from their full-time job to building their trading into a business and going full-time as a trader. And what that means is, right, you got to get paid. 
you got to go to your nine to five first, right? Because that's what's feeding your family. And you want to fit your trading around that. And there's many ways of doing that, right? You can be a day trader in one of the off sessions that when you don't work, you can be a swing trader. So all you have to do is look at a chart maybe one or two times a day and have your positions, right? You don't necessarily have to be in front of the chart for a very specific uh, session. Now, if I had to choose a session that was the best session for movement, would I say it was the London session? Yeah. The London session, one, the New York session, two, the London-New York crossover, right? That's a good mesh in between the two. The Asia session, probably want to stay away from it if you're doing day trading. Um, so I agree with that, but it's not the only way to trade. And he said, the hard truth is you cannot, if you cannot trade the London session into the U.S. Open, you are wasting your time when it comes to Forex. Most people don't want to hear it, but it's true. Just be a good little worker and leave trading Forex to the experts. If you are unable to pay the price of being awake during the London session, just because the FX market is open during the working day in the US, it doesn't mean that you should trade. So here's the first sign where I started losing, losing faith in this trader. At first, I thought I was involved myself in a somewhat of an intelligent conversation. And at this moment, I realized that this person is a complete idiot. Ah, I said I wouldn't call him an idiot. Too late, I did. This person's a complete idiot. Because if you're telling me that the only time you can, the, the only way you can be successful in Forex trading is if you only trade the London Open, this singular way, if you're telling me that is true, it is obvious you are an idiot. Now, I'm not saying that if it, it would be a lot different if he said this is the ideal session. This is the best session for day traders, right? I'd be cool with that. That's, you know, I wouldn't disagree with that. But you're telling me that every U.S. trader that doesn't wake up 2 o'clock in the morning to start taking positions is a loser. I think the U.S. traders out there would disagree. Now, let me let me guys ask you this. I, I want to see some responses on YouTube. I want to see some responses on social media. If you are a trader that has ever traded a session other than the London Open, and has been consistently profitable, please let me know. Because I may be alone on this. Maybe I'm the only one. I mean, America is a big place. The rest of the world is a big place. But maybe I am the only one that hasn't traded the London Open because I refuse to wake up 2 o'clock in the morning to do so, right? And has had a pretty decent Forex trading career. Maybe I'm the only one. I don't think so. But I could be wrong. So let me, let me know if, if, if you're with me on this. Um, but it's this type of, of, of unopen mindedness that gets a lot of traders in trouble, right? The inability to understand that there are different ways to be successful in trading. There's no single strategy that works. There's no single, uh, time period to trade. There's no one time frame you have to trade on, right? If you're a swing trader, right? Your trades are coming all over the clock, right? They may come in the London Open. They may come in the, the New York Close. They may come in the Asia Open. Who knows, right? They're coming whenever price action gives you the signal. And not all signals develop in a single session. But you've got to open your mind, right? I, I know the internet is a wild, wild place that tells you all different types of things. People are highly opinionated. And it's okay. I think as a successful trader, to some extent, you need to be a little bit stubborn. You need to be invested in your ideas. You need to say that this is how I trade. This is how I'm going to do it. I don't care about whatever anyone else does. I, I think that's true. But 
That doesn't mean that your way is the right way for everyone. That doesn't mean that John can't be successful trading a a different strategy. And I think history has proven that, right? The amount of successful traders out there has proven that. You can read Market Wizards, great book. You can trade a million different ways and be successful. All that matters is that you're trading something with a positive expectancy and you're trading it without error, meaning you're able to consistently execute your trading plan and not sabotage yourself. Right. So we went on a little bit about this again, 45 comments later, whatever like that he said. And he started bringing this is this is how I knew I had him on the ropes. Right. He started bringing up the recent move we saw on the pound dollar um, a few days ago. Right. We had the whole uh, Theresa May parliament thing and, and Brexit, whatnot. And the pound dollar had a big sell off. He said, bro, you missed one of the biggest sell offs on the year because um, you didn't catch the pound dollar. He was asking me if I didn't catch the pound dollar, because, of course, this trader specifically chose a move that happened in the London session to make his point, well, Akil, you didn't catch that trade. You were a bad trader. And I told him, even if I was awake, I wouldn't have caught that trade. Why? Because I don't trade news events. I would have been on the sideline during that, right? We could have easily went up the same way we went down. And it's convenient you pick a, a nice 200 pit move to make your point. That's how I can tell you have, you have people on the ropes when they go to a specific example to try and make you feel bad, but it doesn't because I don't really care. <laughs> um, but he said, you missed that and you missed all these other moves. Um, this is why you suck trading the New York session. And then he went back to backtesting. He said, in terms of backtesting, here, here's the one that's going to get you guys, these next two. So listen up. In terms of backtesting, the only thing that they should be required to do, they meaning traders that are learning to trade, is to verify that your method is profitable. Again, going back to the assumption that we're teaching a very specific method to trade instead of the general skill of how to trade and make what you want out of it. But again, unknowledgeable people make unknowledgeable comments. Um, in terms of backtesting, the only thing that they should do is to be required to verify that your method is profitable, not backtesting. They should only have to verify. After verifying, they should go right into profit. So after verifying, which if they're not backtesting, I don't know how they would verify that it, it, the method works, but I don't know, who knows, it's above my pay grade. I'm, I'm too dumb for this, right? Just a dumb little New York session trader, right? Trying to make some money in a, in a, in a trading time frame that can't make money apparently. Um, but after they're done ver- verifying, they should go right into profit. And I think I responded with some stuff that talked about psychology and blah, 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 the importance of trading psychology, like X, Y, Z. He said, again, what se- Oh, here's, here's the funny part for you guys that saw the conversation. I, I gave up on the conversation at this point, right? I just started every, every time the trader would talk, I, I started responding with the thumbs up emoji. It was hilarious because he would, he would write something and I'd just be like, thumbs up. Because again, I decided not to waste any more energy on this conversation. It was, it was pointless. Um, but at the very end, he said, again, what set me off was that you suggested to traders who join your group to backtest. What the hell is there to backtest? I don't need to backtest anymore. And if I train someone, I would suggest that they backtest something that supposedly works. When you start trading and you don't have a mentor, 99% of your trading is based on psychology and 1% is based on your skill level. Once you learn how to trade, you weigh 99% of what you do based on skills and 1% based on psychology. Yep. And at that moment, that's where the trader just punched himself in the face and knocked himself out. 
99% is based on skill and 1% is based on psychology. And again, I, I bring this conversation up to have a little fun. I thought it was a funny conversation. I always like making live these things. But what's scary is that there are a handful of traders out here that actually think like this. And there are a handful of scam artists out there that are taking money, making you think like this. Many of you guys have, have seen people out there that said, hey, you know, you don't need to do any work. Get rich quick. Just trade my system and make money right away. Because 99% is skill, 1% is psychology. If there's anything you take from this podcast, anything you take from anything that we do here on, on the internet, on social media, in our training courses, it's that psychology is the holy grail. Psychology is the holy grail. You can have all the skill in the world. You can be the best trader in the world from a technical aspect. If you can't consistently execute your trading strategy, if you consistently sabotage yourselves, if you can't deal with the ups and downs, the psychological yo-yo that is trading, you're never going to be successful. And again, I think that's why we see the failure rate so high, 90%. If you guys remember, there was a study done years ago that said more than half the traders out there don't have a problem finding winning trades. More than half of the traders, this is taken from, from good traders, bad traders, more than half the traders out there don't have a problem winning. So off that stat alone, if, if winning isn't that hard, if winning's kind of random with a little bit of edge towards you win more than you lose, right? we should at least see the success rate in trading be somewhat similar to that, 50-50. But it's not. It's 90 and some would argue 90 plus, up to 97% failure rate in trading. And it's because of one thing. It's because of trading psychology. You have the skills. You know the method. You do not execute correctly. You sabotage. And that's why most traders fail. And until we wrap our heads around this, and until the focus becomes on this until until you as a trader until you start stop blaming everyone else but yourself until you stop blaming your mentor your coach the internet video the the tweet you read the idea you saw in trading view your 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 system your strategy until you stop shifting blame you're never going to be successful until you accept the fact that hey i am struggling in my trading because of me you're never going to be successful when i made my big turnaround in trading right when I finally, when the light bulb finally went off and I started being consistently profitable, it didn't come because I did anything different in my trading strategy. I didn't change trading strategies. I didn't tweak anything. I just came to the realization that I was sabotaging myself. I was shooting myself in the foot on a lot of my trades in many different ways. And when I started tracking the mistakes I was making, when I started focusing on eliminating those mistakes, I got better. I did nothing different from the technical standpoint. I just stopped recklessly giving money back to the market. I just stopped sabotaging my good trading opportunities. And I just stopped making my bad trades, my losing trades, I should say. I just stopped making them worse. I kept my losses small. I let my winners win the way they were supposed to. And I didn't enter dumb trades. If you ask me, that's 99% psychological. 
Now, again, I'm not saying you don't you don't need the skill of trading. You have to be able to interpret the charts. You have to be able to find trading opportunities and whatnot. But that part's a lot easier. Learning a skill is a lot easier than, than dealing with the mental stresses and strains of actually trading. So I ask you guys out there to just have an open mindset. If you're someone that's thinking this way, I'm not saying you have to think the way I think. You can, by all means, think the way this trader thinks. I don't care. But I do think you should be open-minded. And if you're talking to the other traders, I don't think you should be in a position where you say it has to be this way. This is the only way you can do it. Because it's just not true. And you just look like a fool when you say it. Focus on what matters most. Finding a trading strategy that fits who you are, that fits your skill set, that fits your style. And then stop making those psychological errors that are keeping you from success. Mm -hmm.